Hey, what's up, you nerds? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this week we talk a little bit about the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Yeah, we also talk about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! As well as Because Science, Science of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they did a little science-y thing and how that could work or probably not work. It's like Mortal Kombat Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talked about the scenes that were cut from Avengers. That's right. We also talked about Sonic. Oh, yeah. And how that is uh, going. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not going. <laughs> Hopefully going. I think I need to pour myself another drink. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming back to Yellow Spandex. Last week, we talked about Endgame for a very long time. <laughs> uh, but we promised you some Mortal Kombat talkative Yeah. I don't know if that's the, a word, but the, the quick button on the uh, Endgame things, the Russos did, like, or at least Joe Russo did, like, a. Uh, um, an interview mm-hmm. where you like kind of cleared up stuff. It was and, on a podcast, I think they were both on. Yeah. So, they, well, there were several things because there was like a Chinese interview too that mm. people were citing and stuff, but it was all essentially very similar things that the, the timeline thing was very important. And we didn't like at first, I think everybody thought it was just going to be because, uh, you know, it's end game promo stuff. Um, but I guess this is changing the segue. Like Vince beautifully segue to the Mortal Kombat, which we need to get to. But the Russos like did the, uh, PR thing about talking about the timeline stuff, about how it's like the quantum physics route where Ooh, it's branching timelines. Mm-hmm. And now we know why, because the Far From Home trailer came out. Holy crap. If you haven't seen Endgame, you shouldn't be listening to this anyway, because we just talked about it last episode. But <laughs> yeah, it's a bad idea. Also, the uh, trailer for Far From Home starts with Tom Holland, ironically saying, don't. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch this if you haven't watch seen it. this. It was very smart, because about two seconds later, they <laughs> pretty much was like, yeah. oh, spoiled the entire movie if yeah. you saw it. <laughs> So it's, it's it literally happens. It looks like minutes after Endgame, mm-hmm. you know, and they introduce Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio, uh, coming in from uh, the the multiverse, mm-hmm. the multiverse. You know? And Josh had mentioned like he better be a bad guy, and I was like, I, it almost is certain because the way they presented in the trailer, it's like it's either the worst spoiler ever, you know, or <laughs> or like he's gonna be the villain. Yeah. Well, so this is what's confusing. The first trailer was clearly, you know, like, get everybody hyped up. They had him in the fake outfit, yeah. you know, and stuff. Yeah. And this one, they're like, no, this is post-Endgame, Iron Spider. I know, um, right? Look but at it. the first one was, like, uh, Mysterio, like, oh, he's going to be the villain or something, or wannabe hero. And then now they're like, no, we're trying to help him. And this whole movie is going to somehow star Nick Fury. <laughs> like, <laughs> and happy. Yeah. I was glad the happiest part of this. Yeah, me too. He's, like, a huge director now. He's, what, doing Lion King and all this other... I mean, he was a huge director back it's, then, too, but... <laughs> it's kind of, like, poetic, though, because they brought back kind of the welcoming crew for Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they're grooming the next Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, Iron Spider. I mean, he even says something about this, about that in the preview. He said something like, you need to be the next Iron Man kind of deal. Yeah. Because they were, like... It was funny because they were like, what about Captain Marvel? What about this? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, like, he's like, well, I'm just your friendly neighbor Spider-Man. He's like, bitch, you've been to space. You've been to space. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it makes me wonder who's going to step up and do tech now. I mean, is it going to be Sherry or something for everybody? Because, I mean, he obviously can't do what Tony did to create that suit. And yeah. it's obviously going to go, something's got to go bad at some point in time. Which is might be why he has, like, stealth suit and uh, a different suit later. So It, yeah. it might be a group effort because... It, uh, they, I think they even like kind of hinted at before, like he had a certain level. Mm-hmm. Oh no, did he have the web shooters before yeah. Tony? Okay, yeah, so yeah. he had a certain level of understanding. Yeah, well, he's always been a scientist in that yeah. in that aspect. Um, I'm getting like my spider universes crossed because there's like 40 of them now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so he has like sm- like small understanding of it. Um, mm-hmm. But then yeah, we have sure we have like the nation of Wakanda. So like, yeah, I think that's like the the MacGuffin here for the, <laughs> the, the tech because they have be, all the technology. Because when Iron Man, Wakanda was like in hiding, which they did brilliant brilliant storyline, mm-hmm. you know, oh, or yeah. like why we didn't see them before because they were like, you know, you people can deal with your own problems. <laughs> we're over here. We don't have Starbucks, but we're great. <laughs> we don't. Have we want Starbucks. one though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that oh, we're, we're watching the uh, trailer right now. I forgot Zendaya like. Every time I see her in something, a, mu- a music video with like Bruno Mars or like a movie or something, I love her more because it's like another dimension of her. Mm-hmm. She's, she's rarely the same thing twice, <laughs> like as far That's, as like character. Yeah, she's yeah. like very versatile. Well, because like in Greatest Showman, she's like a singer, like uh, kind of the, the, the sexy you know, uh, trapeze artist. She's and stuff. got heart. In this movie, she's like the sarcastic tomboy, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, which I'm not a big fan of that take on on <laughs> MJ. Jane. But this is a different MJ, right? Yeah, this is I not Mary Jane. It's not, apparently, it's not Mary Jane, but they're calling her MJ. I mean, 
I don't know. How dare Some, they? Someone, I looked into that before Cookie. at the end of Homecoming, <laughs> and uh, they someone had said something about like that, whatever this, I forget what this girl's, this uh, character's name is, but yeah. like, she was also referred to as MJ at some point or something, so that's what they're called. Just at know. the end of the movie. No, 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 I mean in the comics. This character's that, in the comics? Yeah, whatever her character is, like, was in the mm, comics. I, I forgot the name. So. Like, as I, I looked it up after Homecoming, I'm like, wait, was that MJ? And then, or Mary Jane? And they're like, oh, her character was actually blah, blah, blah. He was referred to as Mary Jane in previous things. Interesting. Let's find out. Oh, you guys are going to come with us right now. We're going to find this out. But then she's, like, in, she was in that Nickelodeon show, and she was just, like, you know, cute, like, Disney star kind of girl, and then... Yeah, the girls liked her for a long time. She was in that uh, dance show or whatever. Okay. But then, like, when Bruno Mars had that music video, like, Versace on the floor. Oh, yeah. she, Have you seen that music video? No. When that music video came out, it's like, Zendaya all grown up. Like, <laughs> oh, man. It's like, oh. <laughs> She's got heart. <laughs> Something like that. Oh. Oh. Uh, MJ is called Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. She's Michelle in this first movie. So let's go to the Marvel database and throw in Michelle Jones. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I know they have something like that. There it is, Marvel fan in the database. Now throw that name in okay, and okay. spin the wheel. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think she's in the comics, bro. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. I haven't read Spider-Man comics since I was nine. I didn't know she, her last name was Jones. To be honest, from the movie, um, I was just a little. Maybe she's a young Lara Croft in this. (laughs) Exactly. I I, I don't know if this was the intention, but like. I I, love the characters. Yeah. I don't know if this was the intention, but like, I feel like they, you know, at some point they needed like an MJ in the story. Mm -hmm. And it might have been like too much of like a social outcry if they made like Mary Jane like a mixed girl, you know, Mm. that wasn't a redhead or something. I don't know. Maybe that, that was a way to avoid that. So instead, they have this controversy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, Which just, is it's just weird to me. Like, okay, yeah, this is Michelle, better. but not Mary Jane. Because they're not trying to touch into the comics. They're like new MJ. Yeah, I don't know. So I like, like the character a lot. I mean, yeah. her, I like that she's like the the tomboy, whatever kind of. Yeah, yeah. You know, you look pretty, I, but so therefore I, I yeah, have she's value. Like sassy, like yeah, she's, the, she's like, I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. You look pretty too. <laughs> So I love that character, especially in the first one where she was kind of, uh, she's just being a slacker, kind of like yeah. really funny and smart or whatever. Like just Sly. It's so bizarre because you see that, you see that Bruno Mars video and you see like Greatest Showman, depending on which one you saw first would give you a different impression of like what Zendaya's thing is, you know, mm-hmm. or that Nickel- actually I never saw the Nickelodeon show. So I, I just, I looked up the thing and it was in her and uh, Bella Thorne. Yes, it is. I think it was called Step It Up. So the fact that like Bella and Zendaya came from like the same co-starring show, it, it's crazy. It's like, um, it's like a what if, <laughs> you know? What if they're androids? Yeah. Kind of, I guess. What was it? Oh, it was a Disney show. Yeah, it was a okay. Disney show. Uh, what was it called? It was like and Shake it, was, it Up. It yeah, called? Shake It Up. That's what it was. Step sister, It Up. Uh, Step It Up is that one with uh, Channing Tatum. Yes, Channing Tatum. Oh, am I right? I just yeah, guessed. Right. Like whenever somebody's like, there was that sexy thing. I don't know Channing Tatum. Like I, <laughs> mid two thousands, where they're like, we need right. dancing movies again. It's funny because it evolved, and I don't know if you consider it evolved or what, but it turned into a thing where like I think the last Step It Up movie or one of the last Step It Up movies was a YouTube original. Mm. I was like, what an odd history. Zendaya in Greatest Showman, for those music lovers out there, that album is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single song is Paul and Pasek awesome. did the music for it. Like, yeah, my kids listen to it and they love it. So, love letter to Zendaya. But uh, yeah, the Far From Home trailer was... like Actually, Vince and I uh, both got a message from our friend Marie, who's like another songwriter. I don't know if we've ever had a conversation about Marvel with her, but she group messaged us by the time we woke up and she's in the Midwest now. So it, like I think she messaged us like a normal morning time for her and it was like <laughs> super early for us, like minutes after the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, guys, hold... And like lots of expletives. Like, have you seen this? Ah, like... And as, so I watched it from like in my bed on my phone i was like oh my god they went for it they went yeah. through the multiverse i was like i didn't i wasn't expecting that at all yeah. i was expecting maybe the mild like oh this or that and then that's like holy crap straight from the get-go like i love for the most part with marvel's like mcu stuff specifically like i know that there's gonna be something different and everyone has speculation like i mentioned on this podcast before i saw a video essay about how they were like uh far from home is probably a fake movie that that wasn't right at all but it, it ended up being like something completely different than mm-hmm. you just thought like you know like well, they needed to release something so like oh we gotta make sure that we quiet all this stuff yeah. out of it but i love that the end game trailer was pretty accurate mm-hmm. like it didn't spoil anything but it didn't they changed actually they didn't even change as much as like just omitted things, yeah. Like that shot that like where you know later we found out was Captain Marvel bringing the ship back. Mm-hmm. People are like, "Where's that? What's that gap?" You yeah. know, like who did they Photoshop out? And it's like, well, they just cut it before mm-hmm. they showed Pepper. You know, like, but the the flip side was uh, the, the actual reality was 
they edited the Spider-Man trailer heavily. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> actually, I think you could go on and someone on YouTube took all the parts from all the trailers that uh, didn't show up in Endgame I, and put I, it together. I love those videos. Or they do side awesome. by sides. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty um, cool. Mm-hmm. Photoshop's not the right word, but like where they altered like the footage, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. was um, touched. <laughs> yeah, was uh, Scarlett Johansson's hair. Like, there yeah. was the one shot where her roots are showing, but there's another one where she's, like... She's, she's got the hair from the last time. She's got the blonde hair, yeah. but when you watch the movie, she's got the roots growing out. Yep. Like, things. But it was weird that why they changed she that. She joined the roots, what'd you yeah. say? <laughs> but it was weird why they changed that and not the other shot where she was in, sitting in the chair. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Maybe just to confuse us. So she has hair? It. Oh, sorry. A lot of little, little tiny things. And those tiny, those honestly, like, bother me. Like, a little oh, yeah. bit. Just a mite. Like, oh, oh. Like, just in the back of your head, kind of. <laughs> Uh, like when someone, when somebody says something in a trailer, sometimes they say it, and I don't know if it's like the demo itis that music people have when mm-hmm. they hear the first. Like if you hear a song and it's really rough, and it's like oh, and then they hear the song really posh, they're like, I like the original better. Uh, and like I, yeah, I really yeah. feel like I've seen these trailers and they'll say it a certain way, and then like in the movie, it's a different different clip or a different take, and I was like, uh, this is cooler the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I used like to be like that. And now I smoke and drink a lot more, so like, <laughs> I think I forget about it. Like, I don't think about it until I see theory YouTube videos afterwards. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Wreck It Ralph too? Yeah. So I love the way they handled that in that movie because there's like a key scene in the trailers that's in every Wreck It Ralph two trailer. If you haven't seen it by now, this is a spoiler, but why? Um, so, bad. um, the, there's that scene where he's feeding like the bunny. And yeah, the bunny, the, and the pancakes, and the milkshakes and stuff. And, and who was the cat? That was a milkshake. The kitty gets the yeah so milkshake. That's a big part of the trailer. At one point, that was the only part of the trailer. And then like, the whole movie happens, and it's not in there. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the after credits is this little girl in the back seat watching her iPad, which holy hell made me feel old. And, and she's like watching her iPad. She's like, it makes me sad. <laughs> that was in the tra- it wasn't in the trailer. And then she's playing the game. I was like. That's hilarious. Yeah. Or like Venom. I know this is not going to spoil it for you because you don't want to watch it. <laughs> the trailer that that uh, turd in the wind line yeah. is like the final scene. Yeah. Like a turd in the wind. But I was like, that was an odd choice. To like, show the end scene. <laughs> yeah, even though it didn't spoil anything, but like it was just, I was like, I don't know if I've seen that before, you know? Like yeah. I don't know. It was just weird. And also like the way they presented it in the trailer, I, it makes me wonder if they were like planning on negative press. Because they cut down this line in the trailer, so it seemed extra stupid. And granted, it wasn't Shakespeare in the movie either, but like it made so much sense in context of the movie. Yeah, and he said a lot more to the up leading up to that line. And they could have added any one thought from that string of things to make that line make sense. And then they just didn't. They were just like like a turd in the wind. It was like what? What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of talks about like how shitty it is that this person is trying to rob like a convenience store. This little old lady. Mm-hmm. owns and so he's like you're a piece of shit so like i'm gonna like bite your head off and throw you down the street like a little piece of shit like you know like a turd in the wind like mm-hmm. so the whole thing's kind of like it's a an amalgamation of like you're a piece of shit i'm gonna like treat you like it blah blah, blah you know it, it wasn't just like a cold like like a turd in the wind like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maniacal laugh but anyway speaking of turds in the wind um <laughs> at, at the end of uh last week we have so much endgame stuff the same week for the I would say a few of you, except there's like 11 million copies of this game is sold. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I finished the story mode because the game came out two days before Endgame, which was so unfair. So I finished <laughs> it like literally like 12 hours before seeing Endgame. My heart was not ready. And I mentioned this before, but it was a very <laughs> similar outcome. Like they they kill everyone you love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like some people survive. You don't, you're uncertain about like, they leave it as it's a very conclusive end to the franchise, yeah. but also like they could reboot it in ten years, or five, or whenever they need money, and like, but it was so beautiful. Like they've really like upped the ante on the storytelling and stuff, <laughs> and I kind of described things a little bit leading up to it. For anybody who wants to play the game, won't well, completely spoil it because Vince still needs to play it. Yeah. And, um, on some of the Mortal Kombat Facebook groups I'm in, they actually have like a no spoilers for 30 days thing. They're like, this is going to take longer than just watching a yeah. movie for people. But uh, essentially, like all the Mortal Kombat stuff happens. Actually, and it's funny, uh, you were surprised that there was a storyline too to the original games. Mm. Um, we were just at a friend's birthday party on the beach last night, and uh, one of the people we met there was like, "Wait, I played Mortal Kombat games my whole life. I didn't know there was a story." I was like, I guess maybe the di- what made the difference is if you were one of those kids that read the op- like the opening sequence in the arcade machines, mm-hmm. that was the story because there wasn't a story mode. So I was one of those kids. So I was like following the lore and everything. And it wasn't until I think MK9 where the storyline became like really important. 
important. Like they could mm. they could do cutscenes and stuff like that. Yeah, I know previous games had cutscenes, but they're so terrible. I think most people just like skip through them. For for me, it was that those Mortal Kombat games, like that Sub Zero game, Sub Zero Mythology. Actually, ironically, not ironically, I don't know what the right word for that is. Sub Zero Mythologies is like that, and Special Forces are like two of the worst games ever. Period. But in Mortal Kombat history, <laughs> but also Sub Zero Mythologies has probably was probably the starting point of the most storyline ever because yeah. it, it explained like Quan so many Chi like holes in the the mo- like the story and stuff like why did they have the amulet why was Shang Tsung having a competition like you knew he was having a competition you knew he, they had to win 10 in a row but like why and so that game that terrible game with those horrible cutscenes like explain that <laughs> so like the TLDR of the original series the the when Midway owned Mortal Kombat the first three games were like the the holy trinity Mortal Kombat 4 was like the beginning of the end. Yeah. But the, the original trilogy was that there's all these different realms. Nether Realm, Outworld, Earth Realm, but a bunch of places. It doesn't really matter like what they are. But like um, if you want to invade the other one, the rules from the Elder Gods and the mythology is that you have to win 10 Mortal Kombat competitions in a row. And the competitions only happen once in a lifetime or generations, what they said. So that you can like groom a fighter for your dimension to go into whatever. So Outworld wants to invade Earth Realm. They've already taken over Edenia, which is where, like, the female ninjas come from, like uh, Katana and stuff. So that's, like, in the past. We never got to see that. Um, so they want to take over Earth. They won nine in a row. And so they have to win the tenth one to uh, finally take over Earth Realm, and that's Mortal Kombat 1, hmm. that tenth tournament. Um, in canon, even though each character has their own ending, in canon, Liu Kang won. Screwed up everything for Outworld. Yeah. So then Mortal Kombat 2 is um, that... I'm trying to think. I don't. I can't remember the exact mythology of it, but I think it was them like, try, like Shao Kahn is revealed as like even bigger than Shang Tsung, and he's disappointed. And so the tournament is now like in Outworld, and so they're doing that. And I forget the details of Mortal Kombat two, uh, but then Mortal Kombat three, Shao Kahn's pissed because they keep losing, so he's just like f it, and they just go to Earth Realm <laughs> and start invading. And that's why the third game happens like in the subway, in a police station, oh. church, and all that stuff. After that, I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline because the games were so terrible and I wasn't playing like I the end of high school and then college and like life right, happened and right, stuff. Right. But in the middle of all that, like it gets culminating because they kept it was kind of what Marvel had a problem with. They had so many characters. Like, what do you do with everybody? Mm-hmm. So it culminated to um, Armageddon, which was heralded as like the last Mortal Kombat game ever. <laughs> it was gonna include every character ever involved in Mortal Kombat. Like, the roster is huge. It looks like a joke, like a Photoshop joke. When <laughs> you, you can't even see all the, the people's pictures. Because it includes every joke character. There's a character called Mocap. He's just a guy in a mo- motion capture suit with the balls on him. <laughs> There's a character called Meat. That, um, it's like the sprite of when someone gets their skin ripped off. Uh. It was like a glitch in another game. So they included him as a character, and they had a they made backstories for all these people. And I, I don't know like exactly how everybody fit in. <laughs> Sounds but, like a bad idea. So, but also because they had so many people, the reason like the first game only had like seven characters and they kept growing is with technologies. Because when you do those fatalities, they have to account for every cross possibility. Mm-hmm. So when you include everyone that's ever been included, you have to create that like each person's fatality affecting every yep. other character. So they had introduced some sort of like weird mechanic of like create your own fatality thing, which I never saw, but I heard was like the most horrific, like not in a good <laughs> way. Like it was like super generic. Like they were basically just like combos and punching and stuff. And I don't know, but the story for that game like concluded with like all the contestants in Mortal Kombat like in this big like kind of end game-ish battle where mm-hmm. like they're charging at each other and by the end of that battle everyone dies. Oh wow. Um, I think some in between they either got killed by other like people battling or like they, there's this whole other storyline about this dragon that came down and like killed everybody. It's really complicated. Wow. <laughs> so it sounds overly complicated. But, but the end of Armageddon was we killed everybody and the and I think Midway already knew they were going under and that's why they did that. Because they they like went bankrupt and then it was just done, mm-hmm. and then like I don't know how many years later, um, almost ten years ago now, Mortal Kombat Nine was announced, but they confused everybody because they branded it as Mortal Kombat. They were like, which like, <laughs> was it going to be like a remaster of the original one or whatever? So the first cutscene in Mortal Kombat Nine is um, they show that Raiden didn't die right away at the end of Armageddon. So oh, so the, Raiden is like he's not dead yet. But whatever, whoever, whoever's going to kill I'm him... I'm not dead yet. Yeah. Whoever's, they show like everybody else is dead and Raiden's like the last one and whoever's going to kill him is like getting ready to take his life, which is... 
another complicated thing because Raiden's a god, but you know, whatever. So like Raiden like is like, oh crap. So he takes like all the information he learned from like the deck the centuries of Mortal Kombat and sent that message to his past self, because apparently that was a thing he could do. <laughs> and so I guess so, yeah. It like it and it then it flashes back to Mortal Kombat one, but it presents it in like that three D style thing, you know? And it it was weird because it's like that is kind of how that would look like, isn't it? But you never you all used to see Mortal Kombat one like in the one plane. Two D, yeah. So he he's like standing there with the first scene of Mortal Kombat one, and he's like, "Oh, and Liu Kang's like, what's going on?" He's like, "I got this weird feeling that you know." So it restarted the timeline, mm. and so Mortal Kombat nine is the events of Mortal Kombat one, two, and three with the timeline changed. They didn't go with the end game timeline theory, <laughs> but so they it's that timeline changed basically that, and then yeah. Mortal Kombat X. The short version is XL at at the end of Mortal Kombat X. There's a god Shinnok who's like the god of death or evil or whatever. And you can't kill gods except for Raiden, apparently. I don't know. But, like, Shinnok can't be killed, so Raiden decides to cut off his head and make an example of him and, like, put his head on a pike that has to, like, watch eternity forever or something like that. As long as he's separated from his body. Something, yeah. yeah. But apparently, like, physics works because... He can't because, die, though. Because yeah. his, he can't die, but since his head's cut off and he doesn't have vocal cords, he can't speak, so he's just, like, groaning or something. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. But that brings us to the beginning of Mortal Kombat 11, which shows that Raiden became evil because he's just going on a rampage trying to protect Earth, like, too much. Oh, yeah. So they introduced this character, Kronika. He lost this, it. A, this, the first female boss, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And she, like, kind of descends on all of this and freezes time, and she's like, this wasn't how it was supposed to go. Like, Raiden effed all this up. And so she freezes time and brings all of the timelines together, kind of like Armageddon tried to, except I think the story writers were just like, we're not going to try to bring back everybody. Like, <laughs> let's bring back the people that people cared about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, mocap. Yeah, no mocap. No, no mocap. Actually, you know what's funny? I think because of the resetting timeline, it like X'd out everyone from like Mortal Kombat 4 and beyond except for the people that people cared about. Uh, yeah. So it was like all the classics plus like a handful of like cool people that did come along the way. And then for everybody that wasn't in there, they just didn't explain it. They were like, they were busy. <laughs> they had things to do. Right. <laughs> so that's where we're at with MK11 yeah. is we don't know if Raiden's the bad guy because you're trying to defeat Kronika who can control time. She has like an underling named Garrus. It's a new character in this video who can control time. His power in the game is that he can't die, which adds a really interesting dynamic to a fighting game. Because <laughs> uh, that sounds one sided. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the final, but one of the final trailers leading up to MK11 was Garrus like fighting Liu Kang and Kung Lao. And Kung Lao takes his hat and chops off his head. And he it's fatality, you know? He's like, well, that was easy. And then time starts rewinding and sand like reassembles Garrus' body and he's like, I can't die. I'm like, what is this going to do to the game? So Ed Boon said that the programmers had to like reprogram fighting games for this yeah. one character because he can affect the clock and he can remember what you did like seconds before. So he can like that character can like rewind the match. It's, it's crazy. So how do you kill him? Spoiler. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. But uh, yeah, so that's essentially that wrap up. He's if allergic you can, to if you, Cheetos. If you cared about <laughs> Cheeto it. Cheeto dust. No. If you cared about any about any My of that, weakness. I, I just explained this to this new friend last night, and he was like, "I had no idea." And now he's gonna go play MK11 because he's like, "I remember playing this as a kid. I had no idea." I was like, "There's so it's like a kung fu soap opera, <laughs> you know, kung fu hustle." So I didn't know like, like that there was a continuing storyline, or maybe I did, but I just didn't. Like after the third one, I didn't really. I didn't feel like it was a long enough storyline for the arcade to really matter much in my life like i didn't love them that much just mm. because probably i didn't i wasn't allowed to play them that much yeah. and when i did like it was at an arcade you, so you know i didn't my, have that many quarters i'd rather probably play a beat em up or yeah, something yeah, yeah. streets and I, of rage i sucked at those games <laughs> you know because i'd go and like my friends would be like just they'd come in with a quarter next to me like just kill me you know <laughs> just be dang it i was trying I, I got past three guys and they're like nah i'm i kill you i, I have a very similar story to that like the reason i never got into mortal Kombat was all the all of my cousins ended up being like gamers yeah mm. so they or not <clears> all, on all of my cousins i should say my cousin greg and jimmy i hung out with a lot and jimmy was like really freaking good and greg was damn good and i was Neh. <laughs> so I anytime we would play those fighting games, I just would get rocked. Mm -hmm. And then I'd get so like aggravated, like, man, I feel like I'm not doing anything different than you guys are. <laughs> it's like how do how do you I can't even remember if I was any good. I guess good enough to be able to play to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about being good at it. There was something about the game and the story that like well, and like you said, there actually wasn't that much of a story as far as like what was written down because there was mm -hmm. the one or two paragraphs that could fit on the 
opening yeah. scroll of right. like the arcade the intro yeah i don't and i don't know why as like a nine or ten year old that caught my eye but from the first game when i saw the thing i was like oh maybe that's what it was maybe it was like oh like this has a story like <laughs> or something and then ever since like when once you like fall in love with a character or two then it's just like especially as a kid you're like you want to know everything and i don't even know if the game explained as much it might have been like back when game pro magazine happened or like yeah electronic like gaming a- monthly or something they might have had like interviews with ed mm. boone or something who told stories and so all the kids in the recess yard were like did she know katana was the princess of Edenia? you're like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> or also i remember uh if you play any nes nes games they'd have storylines and stuff in the little pamphlets that came oh, with yeah. it but That's like right. you play yeah. the game and you could just you could easily probably most games just jump like, in and not matter that yeah, yeah. most of those pamphlets were lost anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> like the only one i think that had like they had a, like an reoccurring storyline with Zelda or Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, well, they also have a bunch of other, like Dragon Earthworm Jim. Yeah. He had a uh, storyline and actually oh, turned he, into he, a cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Continuity. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All the characters were correct, at least. <laughs> That's what was crazy about Mortal Kombat is they did like a TV series and a cartoon series and comic books and stuff. I mm-hmm. think the comic books kind of followed the game. Yeah. But the other stuff did not at all. Well, the yeah. cartoon, when was that? So I don't know. Like, oh. I didn't. I don't know how this happened. Maybe because there was no internet. I didn't know that existed. Hmm. Um, and then, like, last year on my birthday, like, Vince and I, like, sat down, like, watched. I was like, I just wanted to, like, take in Mortal Kombat stuff. Yeah, we were just, like, cruising through YouTube. So we found the episodes. I was like, yeah, well, let's, just, let's just, like, drink and, like, watch this. I think we got through half of the first episode and we looked at each other like, was like, this is <laughs> like, horrible. Like, <laughs> and I've sat through, I sat through the... Mortal Kombat, before the first movie came out, had this VHS cassette that I think you could buy at stores for like $5 or something. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be like, prepare yourself for Mortal Kombat. It was supposed to be like the prequel leading up to the movie. People found out later it had nothing to do with it. But it was like when CG had first been invented. Mm -hmm. It is. Have you seen this tape? It is so crazy. I think it's gotten taken (laughs) down on YouTube because whoever owns the copyright. Do we need to bring it up? You can try to look for it. I I don't know what it's called. um, The Journey Begins. That's what it's called. Mortal Kombat The Journey Begins. It's the worst cg animation ever 95 and they mix this with like traditional 2d animation but there's dialogue happening right now Uh for what you're seeing and uh we're Uh, seeing there's no faces who is that kung lao the dancing yeah kung lao and goro and i think this was motion captured maybe i don't know i mean there's times where like their elbows disjoin like it does look mocap. It doesn't look. I mean, for 1995, though, I mean, that's not too bad. If I squint, no, that's the thing. At the time, it was like. But the thing is, they cut between this, so this would happen, and then as soon as someone starts talking, uh, it would cut to like traditional 2D animation. What? But the 2D animation was like still frames that they just like pushed across the screen. Like you could tell, like it was like a really low budget thing, like a Conan O'Brien thing where they just put <laughs> the mouth over the top of it. Like is this Arnold and his mouth or something? Is this the whole thing or just this one uh, scene? I don't know. This is this one scene. Oh, okay. So this person compiled all the, just the fight scenes. Guys, you, you have to look up Mortal Kombat. The journey begins. Yeah, I'll put a link in the uh, uh, in the show notes to watch this. You need to see what this Wait, looks like. This may be. And <laughs> it was a thing because the the package Ooh, did, didn't give you any indication of like it made it seem really cool because it had the logo mm. and the back had like still frames of what we just saw, mm. which yeah. made it seem revolutionary. It was like this is gonna be virtual reality, like lifelike. We don't have the audio on here, but this actually looks kind of cool until like you start it's watching not- the action. Each character has like maybe less than a dozen like cycles of animation that they reuse for various purposes. Oh, oh yeah. No oh, nice. Like th- this beginning is probably the best part. Sony and then it just, keeps, it just keeps going downhill. Johnny Cage. Yeah. I don't know. If you, if you watch the old Spider-Man series. It's mm-hmm. like this. Um, yeah. yeah, they reuse animation like constantly. And then halfway through, like I think it's 1967. I have the DVD for all of it. And they're pretty entertaining because there's two two shows in a, in a 30-minute uh, thing. Mm-hmm. But like halfway through, it's like they changed animation or did something differently. And they changed it to one show that's 30 minutes long. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Like they, the the amount of swinging of the same exact freaking building that Spider Man yeah. does, I couldn't watch them any more of it. Like it just keeps cutting back. Yeah, it's the same thing, and it's and between the episodes, like they maybe they might have like a different color in the background or something. Like somebody That's the same exact swinging. Draw his right hand swinging, please. Like, I understand it's nineteen sixty seven or whatever, but come on, man. Look, we got Sub Zero now. See, at face value, even when I started watching this, I was like, this is going to be cool. Because for the 90s, this was like a Saturday morning cartoon thing. It's that era, though, like when they were halfway in between doing computer animated stuff. I mean, even if you watch the old Spider-Man show, that that, uh, one in the 90s, 
they have splices of computer animated stuff in it. Like That's you don't so confusing it, like, to me. Like they would go to from a two D uh, animation style like this to a three D rendering yeah. of like people so, doing mocap like that. Why would you change format? Yeah, so like here, like they're on the ship, like and then someone says something. They're like, "Let's fight!" And they, like Raiden appears, and then they're mm-hmm. like, "Let's fight!" And it's, for some reason, the ship has like the logo. Mm-hmm. I'd take. I, I like that ship. Oh, there's so, yeah, it's like half and half there. But then, like, it just cuts to like this weird fight scene thing. It's all in CG. Like, so he, Shang Tsung in the uh, CG version is like. That looks really is bad. the Mortal Kombat 3 version of himself. And in the 2D animation, he's the Mortal Kombat 1 version of himself. But this is supposed to be the same timeline. Yeah. like That's so confusing. They look they literally look like uh, action figures. This looks like Virtual Fighter. Yes. Oh, I hated that game so much. Um, that, that, like, Polygon. I wish. That and Tekken. I hated uh, Tekken. I didn't like Tekken either. I just sucked at it, really. That's why I hate it. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> so this came out in what ninety five? When did the cartoon cartoon? Because you said there was another cartoon. Uh, I don't know actually. Because um, in the nineties, like we talked about before, they had all those cartoons for movies that were inappropriate for kids. Oh yeah. yeah. Remember they had a cartoon for Highlander. Oh yeah. And I was like, how are you going to do this? Like, you got to cut the guy's head off. That's how all every the things happen off screen, ends, right? <laughs> yeah. That show was awesome, and they got away with that on television. Yeah, so, well, I don't know how why, how they got away with it. I mean, it was always off screen or something, or something no, was never obstructing the head on on that. Uh, but still, that show was on television. I like, loved that show. Every episode ended with a guy losing his head. Mm-hmm. Like that just shows so, you where actually, we're at today. Uh, I'll, I'm going to send Josh this link that would be better for you guys to see. So, angry video video game nerd on his channel, Cine mm-hmm. Massacre. They they have like a vid, um, retro movie review mm-hmm. show. So they go over this. And it's this so funny because it's like three or four friends all reminiscing about this video and pointing out <laughs> all of the, like, the weird things that happen. You're like, did you ever notice like every character has like one hand open and one hand making a fist? Because it's like that's the frames they made so they could like animate like the fighting and then like, yeah, yeah, and stuff. And like they all like watched it together. Oh man, I love watching these. I haven't actually watched this specific one. This was fairly recent. I think they had this come out for the Mortal Kombat 11 release. <laughs> I wonder how they don't get dinged for that crap being in the background. YouTube, they always have like an old movie in the background. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so the spear, instead of spearing Sony in the chest, it like wraps around her waist. It, but it still has a spear at the end of it. You know, like it's how they make it kid friendly. <laughs> like, oh, it's scorpion. Some, there's yeah. no need for that spear. <laughs> that and it doesn't, it defies physics completely, goes around oh, yeah. her and twists. Yeah, <laughs> on the spear itself. He's like, get over here, please. And they do a Mythbusters like that with Batman's car, where they, he tried to like, in one of the movies, he throws a spear around like a pole and it makes oh. his car like go faster around a corner. Oh, and yeah. Like they tried to do it and it's like, couldn't do it. No, <laughs> that's movie funny, stuff. Funny you say that though, because um, Warner Brothers sponsored uh, Nerdist mm-hmm. doing the science of Mortal Kombat, which is basically Mythbusters, but Mortal Kombat things. And I, that's cool. When it, when they announced it, I counted down the days for it to come <laughs> out. And then when the first episode dropped, I watched it. I was like, "Ah, it's our friend Alan. He's like the host. I mean, Kyle's the remain host because he's from Nerdist. But Alan, he's a like Alan. a science. Yeah, Alan Pan is a science YouTuber. If you haven't checked him out, it's called Sufficiently Advanced. He's the guy that made the Thor hammer that only he could pick up because they had oh, yeah, yeah, the metal around. thing. Yeah, yeah. So that that was that was Alan. So he is very good at what he does. He has a bunch of viral videos, and so he got hired to be the tech side of the show. So he basically does MythBusters and Scorpion Spear is one of the things they did. Could mm-hmm. someone? drag someone straight across a room they did like could you be uppercut six feet in the air you can't <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah there's one they did with the knocking someone out of their socks once oh really yeah it's funny i think they accomplished it but it had to be like a semi truck driving with a pole out the side and just like this is the dummy it hits like whatever would have just decapitated him anyway yeah. <laughs> did the uppercut one i think they ended up they had like an MMA fighter or UFC fighter or something that had like the the fastest punch or something like that, you know, some like legit, like as far as a human mm-hmm. try to do it. And they were like, you think you can uppercut him like a Mortal Kombat? He's like, are you, you asking me to uppercut a 200 pound ballistics gel body six feet in the air? He's like, yeah, it's like, I don't think so. We're going to do this anyway. <laughs> he tried, I mean, smart, he, I mean he, he broke his neck. I yeah. mean, there was that, but like, then they tried using a machine and the machine wouldn't work. Yeah. So they, they essentially, they made a cannon. <laughs> And just to do it, to do it with like a punch, like a punching uh, glove, like a boxing glove on it. And then they, they had to shift the weight in the body, like the fake body mm. to the perfect point. So they would like actually go, go up, up instead of just breaking pieces. 
and stuff, but it's worth watching. If there's like four or five episodes, The Science of Mortal Kombat, you should definitely check out. Uh, Cinemassacre, Mortal Kombat Journey Begins is a, uh, it's a great review because it's better than watching it. Because if you actually watch the VHS tape mm-hmm. now, you'd, you'd be like really pissed. It's not like it's so bad, it's good. It's just like, why? It's yeah. more fun to watch these guys talk about it. Yeah. That's a really long way of saying, I liked that. I mean, I, I thought that was fine. <laughs> I like this. I like that was fine when it came out. Yeah. But then what we saw of that Mortal Kombat animated series, I was like, what? Like I, what? So it was so. This? That was I think so I've bad. seen. I think I've seen like screenshots of it, but I've never seen anybody playing any of it. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of there was some weird version of Nintendo or something in in Japan where it had discs, and so they had like Legend of Zelda and stuff with like these cartoon. Oh, um, it reminded Phil's, me Phil's of Magnavos. Yeah, yeah. Captain N. I like Captain N actually. And the, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I imagine it's awful. But like, I remember loving it. It's, it's not bad. It's not the worst of those shows like captain planet is so bad yeah i can't watch captain planet you just can't take it can't out. do it <laughs> <laughs> i can sing the song all day well, i can watch, watch don cheetle ones Wait, is that is that, that the, uh, is that a, like a 90s reference it's like ross Perot, like ain't gonna do it ain't gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> oh. but yeah i don't uh it's it was disheartening because i i feel like at the time when maybe it's between being kids and it being the 90s since there was no internet we were only, we only like learned to appreciate like what's in front of us <laughs> so like it could have been the crappiest show on earth but like we're like it's a mortal combat show yeah. you know <laughs> well things are new too like the the computer animated stuff like probably looked cool like at the time like i said with that spider-man show like i love that spider-man show but i remember watching it a few years back that animation wasn't bad in that in that show but uh they'd they'd cut back and forth to like these weird you know almost shiny looking uh computer animated scenes like when a plane was crashing or something it'd be like you'd be swirling down the you know the street or something so the buildings would swirl or whatever and it just looked awful that way but i I remember being a kid and and like almost Maybe even thinking like that looked cool. Like you know what show did do it right with two D and three D in the same same damn show was a uh, reboot. I liked reboot. I remember I liked it that, but like I remember seeing it and being like, "This is awful animation." <laughs> like yeah. it was anytime he little... would travel, right? Anytime he would grab. Well, the, it was it was all three D, like yeah. CG oh. characters. Yeah. Oh, well, I was okay. Yeah. I mean, they were probably they were probably both elements, but yeah. the whole gimmick of it was it. They were in the 3D. computer, so it was three mm. D and everything. It's like Beast Wars too. I don't know if you ever watched Beast Wars mm-hmm. or Beast Very Machines. Little, but, yeah. but like I was like I love the story of it, but tried to watch it a few years ago and be like, Oh, I uh, can't handle it. It's, it's just like, so uh, awful. Have you seen any of the new Voltron? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like that one. I do so, too. I think the animation you're describing is what the Journey Begins Mortal Kombat thing was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Because for the most part, yeah, I'd see Reboot or like that Spider-Man show and be like, Yeah, Saturday morning cartoons. You know, I don't know. No school, I could watch cartoons. It didn't yeah. matter. I remember buying this VHS tape, like begging my parents. I want to say it's five dollars. It must. It might have been a fortune. I don't know. I just begged my parents for it. And <laughs> I, I hope it was only five dollars. And I remember like sitting there, like with my brother, we we're like anticipating. We turned the TV on and stuff. And then that first CG scene comes on. And I looked. <laughs> my brother and I looked at each other. And we're like, Oh no! What is this? <laughs> like I think it was the first time we were disappointed in something Mortal Kombat, and we had put up with a lot. You know, like. Um, Granted, we got past it because we told ourselves it was good. Yeah, you want to finish it. I'm going to sit down and finish this thing. I bought it. Well, you know what's weird? I, yeah, well, that, and I think because since we were kids in the 90s and then, like, the you know the options were kind of few and far between, yeah. we're like, well, it must be good, right? Because they put it out. Yeah. Because we, we're kids. We never had a concept of Hollywood or anything, you know? So we're like, they wouldn't release it if it wasn't good. There's something wrong with us. Like, so I, just, I think after that point, I was like, yeah, this is good. I think we don't get it, and, and it's yeah. okay. And it's okay. Yeah. But then, like, years later, I think I was in college, and I, like, watched it again or something. I'm like, what in the world did they feed us? Like, <laughs> You're right, though. Like, today, like, there's Go-Gurt. so much new stuff of anything coming out, and mm-hmm. you also have, with the internet, you have the ability to just find whatever. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like, back when, like, one of the things we're going to talk about in a minute is Gundam's doing a movie, mm-hmm. and, but, like, to find Gundam like in the nineties was like crazy. How do you do how do you find that? You have to either special order it through like one of those stores. You actually have to walk into was it Suncoast or something? Oh yeah. yeah. And you're like, hey, can I special order this? And like Or like, like a, a Jap- model? Or Japanese friend or something. Yeah. Or, I mean No, no like the, the, the shows, like on D V D or something. Yeah. Or not D V D. This is VHS days. It would be yeah, yeah, yeah. But real quick, that's that brings us a good point. Um, real quick that we can touch on. That was something we had on our list, is that now the internet we have things like the Sonic of the Hedgehog. Trailer. Yes. So, like, for most, for anybody who hasn't heard, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, like, dropped this week, like, a few days before Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that the way they, like, assembled it, they had hoped people would be like, oh my God, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like, because what was the song playing underneath it? Um, 
Gangsta's Paradise. Yes. <laughs> and so it was like, this feels like if someone who'd never seen any of those nostalgic trailers was told about it mm-hmm. and then tried to assemble it, did because it has the elements of it, yeah. but they, that was the wrong song. Like, the character looks awful. Like, it was so many things. And also, like, he's an alien now, I guess. Because he said something, I'm here to save your planet. In a gangster's paradise? It was, it was really weird. Like, it, as I didn't. I also didn't get the story. I mean, that was another thing. Like, yeah, there was no real story to show. It was like, hey, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Hey, they're trying to get Sonic. And like, Jim and James Marsden. Exactly. And, but the Jim Carrey thing was weird, too, because, like, for a while, I was like, okay, this is, this is like for a little kid. Like, this is for, like, you know, your middle daughter's age or, like, younger or something. But then they had, like, the, the teaser thing at the end of the trailer where, like, Robotnik looks like Robotnik. Yeah. You know, I was like, is this for us? I don't get this. Like, what is this for? That I feel like that scene there is a little bit, like, it's going to be a little bit like the Venom thing. Or, like, that clip is going like to be end. the end. Like, yeah. like he turns into Robotnik. Which heard in the Disappointing. Wind. Because exactly. with a movie like Sonic... I want the first scene for that to be that Robotnik being like, I'm going to get you, Hedgehog, and then that just start the movie. Like, Yeah. I mean, like, we're already bought because it's a talking, super fast Hedgehog, <laughs> and it's blue. And so, like, that's cool. Yeah. I'm down with that. As long as you, you go there, you just keep going. Like, yeah. Don't even, make it realistic. Even the scene <laughs> where the uh, cop, like, has the radar gun, mm-hmm. and then he sees that blue streak, and it's like 760 miles an hour. Like, mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but then we saw the design. We're like, you had the design. Like Sonic yeah. looked away. You could just port him from any whatever right? recent game. And they could even <laughs> they, they could even like keep the uh, the electrics quills that yeah. they had in it, you know, right. and stuff. But the like sequin, they yeah. just made him look really I weird. Saw a different trailer. But it was because of, <laughs> because of the internet, they like everybody was like, this is what Sonic should look like. Yeah. And there's a, like a large consensus. There's a bunch of really good looking ones that they took of the actual, like the image of mm-hmm. him, like standing there. I remember there's like a bunch of missiles that like stop and he like freezes time. Like, oh, yeah, know, like the flash right. or something. And he sits there and he like t- taps his foot like he does in the video game. Like, and he looks weird just with the legs and, yeah. and whatnot. I'd, and the eyes, it just looked weird to me. Like, I don't know. And they were probably going for a little bit of, like that cutesy Pikachu kind of thing when they got <laughs> with the new movie, but it just didn't, happens in play but see that's why pokemon works though because with the detective pikachu even though it's kind of like an adult sarcastic pokemon world all those pokemon look exactly like they do yeah from every original like thing they didn't just buy it because it's like it's a movie my favorite part of that trailer is like when he's like twisty it's (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so twisty he's like he's like pika pika like he's like shriveled (laughs) up (laughs) get me out of here (laughs) but like so i guess from all that the uh director of the movie tweeted like heard loud and clear we're going to change the design mm-hmm. which is it's just great um i heard some controversy people thought like well that was their plan all along to get social media to talk about it you think i mean like, I d- you'd have to animate a heck of a lot to do that i don't know i mean so i i, I kind of I, I tend to uh agree with some of my other friends who you know pull up like Occ- occam's razor mm-hmm. it's probably not that complicated no. like it possible maybe i don't know like yeah. but it, I like I looked up this guy because I didn't know him before. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He only has one other like film directing credit. I think I don't think it's a film most people know. But the other credits he has is he was like a visual effects like person on a bunch of other movies, mm-hmm. which is both like surprising and not surprising. It's not surprising because if he's like, oh yeah, the design matters, so we're gonna change it. But it's surprising in that it got that far. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and nobody said anything about it. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. There was a bunch of people that had like they basically just made Sonic look like Sonic. Yeah. Okay. You know, like with the actual original. There it is. There, there's one. Yeah. To where like I'm, I can't really blow it up very much. So they made they personified. Yeah, it's the same exact almost uh, person, but they just so made him look like you, that. Even down here, like you see, like his shoes are like enlarged, like like because in the trailer, yeah, he has like tiny feet because it's like that, long that, legs. That would be proportional, but like in the real the Sonic that we know, like he had gigantic shoes the size of his head, like Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. you know, like. Because yeah. he can run fast. Yeah, he looks like a dude. He looks like a kid wearing a pajama shit. That yeah, costume that, or whatever. The second, the the one that actually looks like Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> but then we haven't seen the story yet either. Because if the story sucks, all these anime, these things won't help. Yeah, but I mean, if you get this wrong, I mean, you're gonna piss off everybody in the first place. Yeah, yeah. To be honest about this movie, I could care less. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a fun movie, I'm sure. With the way that the producer was like. Uh, was it producer or director? Who was that? I think director, but okay. I don't know. The way that he was like, thanks for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't unhappy with the you are unhappy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. I remember 
probably four years ago when the Ninja Turtles came out <laughs> yeah. and they dropped that and they looked awful. Yeah. And everyone was like, this looks absolutely terrible. And yeah. Michael Bay turns around and goes, well, I don't care. He's like, <laughs> you know, I'm working with these other guys. Stop complaining. Yeah. And it's like, that is not how you do damage control. <laughs> That's what I call fan service. But also, if, if you're going to make that claim... Mm-hmm. Making it a fucking fantastic movie, yeah. yeah, and that's not what they did. No, like, which is funny, they got a sequel out of it too. But I didn't even see that one. <laughs> I like, I have to believe that that was like a new generation of kids. They were like turtles, you know, like, yeah. Well, and I, I guess it didn't do that well because I didn't think there's not a third one, nope, right? Definitely not. The best. Th- somebody's got to do turtles right again, please. The, the best thing that came out of the the turtles, uh, Michael Bay movies, were that how it should have ended. Did uh, Ninja Turtles thing, but they mixed it up with was it Spider Man? Oh yeah. Yes, the and they, same because they're the same exact and they, were like, they were like, This is my tower, this is my tower. We're like, wait, our our story go uh you have to go look it up. It's funny. Look at yeah. like Ninja Turtles, like how it should have ended. It's the amazing Spider Man one, the Sony, the newer Sony one before the Tom Holland. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like like Shredder gets confused and mm-hmm. like it's yeah. it's funny. Everybody's like a stalemate. But you're right, it's it's nice to see that even if it's a PR stunt, which there's a very slim chance that it is, but like even if it is Still great to hear. And Paramount, I don't know, has Paramount done like a big like nostalgic animated thing yet? Are they the ones that own DreamWorks? I, I don't know about their story. If they have or haven't, like either way, but Sega, like, you know, they gave up on the, the consoles yeah. and everything. Like, Well, they I think Nick, doesn't Nintendo own them now? Because they're in, like Sonic is in uh, Smash Brothers, isn't he? Yeah, I, I don't know if Nintendo owns them. I know that Sega went purely like software and games. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly don't know like how. That would be ironic, though. That's funny. Like 90s kid to me is like, what? Uh, <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, Sherlock gnomes. <laughs> I, think I, saw, I think I saw I think I saw that. We have it. It's it's part of that gnome. That's uh, a sequel to oh, like, Wonder another Park. gnome. I, I meant it's to part say part of that Wonder nomenclature. Park. Yeah. Okay, SpongeBob the, the movie. Okay, so there's some stuff in your yeah. Madagascar. Puss in Boots. Oh, so they did Shrek. Okay, Kung Fu Panda. That's so, my, that's okay. my shit. So, so, so they, <laughs> so they did do DreamWorks. So, so they know what it should be like. Yeah. So that's good. So I'm, um, I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. that they, they accepted their. You know, it's, it's someone that's not gonna like downplay crap. They're gonna say, hey, you know, maybe we screwed up and let's fix it. Mm-hmm. Now let's see, <laughs> let's see what the next trailer is. Yeah. And, like. Dozens of people have done redesigns of this Sonic in the movie, and they all look identical. Yeah. They look like the Sonic that we know. So if they don't make it that, they just ignored everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first trailer, so I wonder how much of the movie they've actually done of that. They've probably only done as much as what's in the trailer to show it. I, I don't know when the release date is. Mm. Yeah. Someone pointed out, though, that like James Marsden had another movie that was identical. Yes, the Bunny movie. Like there's a scene of like him driving yeah, with in the, the truck. Bunny. Yeah, it's, it's like was it just like extra scenes from that movie? Exactly. <laughs> they just drop it. In. I don't was know. It? Yeah, it's like Easter Bunny. I don't know what it was. Called. So, what does everybody think about the Sonic movie trailer so far? Yes. Let, let, let us know in whatever comments or ratings and stuff. That's right. What do you, you think about that? Because I'm not sure yet. Do you want to hit up comments or anything, or do, what do you before we end up or no? Oh sure. We got a couple yeah, we, of comments. We've One said, of them was we, aimed at Vince. We've said this for like three weeks, and we haven't done it yet. So we I should know. do this. Um, oh, well, wow, that's a. Yeah, Cheryl was not very happy about whatever little thing she probably listened to. You have the story wrong about Ayn. Ed didn't have Ayn when he joined Bebop. Ayn was stolen by a smuggler because he was a data dog. The bounty was for the smuggler. In the end, Spike had the option to save Ayn or the smuggler, and he chose the dog. Yep. That's very, very true. Okay. I, I think she probably just misheard us. I misheard you because I have no nothing about. I don't know anything about. <laughs> I don't know anything about cowboy people either. Yeah. Oh man. No, everything there. Everything's there. That we, we just we just got in a conversation today with uh, someone we met who was in anime and they're like, uh, the the music in Cowboy Bebop's not jazz. I'm like, this is a very complicated conversation. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because that's like, true. Music genre is like it's definitely what? jazz. <laughs> but it'll be, um, be like a probably a jazz fusion kind of thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a mixture. I haven't listened to enough to know. I need to. Um, I, I made a bunch of little clips of, uh, of that one. So, uh, there was one of those Cowboy Bebop, uh, live action and somebody responded and now Ayn will be a husky. Yeah, right. <laughs> or like, what's the, what's the frou-frou dog right now? Like a chipoodle puggle. <laughs> I don't know. Chipoopoo. Oh, Dust Dons. Um, wow, that's a. She's talking about the, uh, the Thor, Thor PTSD, PTSD thing. thing. So we're, we're consuming. Okay, cool. So she, so Dustin's kind of agrees with. Um, I forget if I mentioned this on last week's podcast, but I had texted our friend at Rewired Soul to cover this because I felt like I wasn't, I didn't have like the experience to back it up. Mm. 
Um, he said pretty much the same thing that Dustin said because he is a recovering drug addict and everything, and mm. he has PTSD and he has a plus size guy. He was like, it's kind of ridiculous because um, he was saying like the movie would have been ridiculous, but also if that scenario could have a similar situation would happen in real life, mm-hmm. it would be more offensive for all your friends to pander to you. Like if they're your friends and you you normally talk shit to each other, mm-hmm. then when you're you're trying to get your friend out of that rut, you're gonna do that more right. almost, you right. know, like kind of give each other shit and stuff. Especially because Thor was the one dishing it out <laughs> for the most part before. Yeah. Right. Um, so that made sense to me. I know not everybody agrees with that, but hearing that come from someone that I trust about that subject, I was like, that makes sense. And like it was it was all just kind of like jabbing at each other and stuff. But um, I don't know. Like I'm I'm glad that Dustin's also said that um, being offended by Thor's depiction is ridiculous. Uh, oh, and then yeah, fo- I wasn't offended. I don't know. Follow follow up <laughs> with that though. So the friend that I saw the post from the article post from, I didn't realize this. Hadn't seen the movie yet, and posted the article. Mm. Mm. Then he had seen the movie after that and was like, "It's like it was so great." I mean, Thor is like whatever, but it's so great. Then he saw it two more times, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I know I said the thing about Thor, but oh my god, it was such a great movie." So even the source that was originally like where I saw the thing from was like, "That's eh, fine." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "That's cool." I said they kind of. I know I'm trying to end it here, but I'm sad they kind of nerfed Hulk a little bit. I mean, oh, with the Professor Hulk thing. Yeah, I mean, like I loved seeing Professor Hulk. Mm-hmm. I wish he would have went like Savage at the end. I feel like he's kind of like, yeah, not as powerful. Mm. I wonder if, because uh, he's still around, um, I wonder if like in follow-up movies, there's just going to be a moment he snaps. You know? Yeah. There almost has to be. I don't know if, he'll, I don't know if his contract's up. But I mean, like he, that character's not, they didn't wrap him up. And the MCU, like for characters that big, usually like, yeah. you know, does something. So I don't know. That's true. I know that that was supposed to be the last of his arc. Of oh really? They were doing uh, like whatever the Russos were doing with it. I guess it, there is a possibility that that later on, if his contract is up later on, they could just be like, "Oh, he's just in New York studying now." Yeah, that's kinda, what they'll do. You know, kind of like kind of like Jane Foster, like <laughs> she broke up with him. Or like in the new <laughs> Spider-Man trailer, they're like, Spider-Man's like, "Why? Why do you need me? Like, get mm-hmm. get Thor. And like, he's off world. <laughs> get yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, she's not answering the phone. Like, yeah." It like looks Hulk. Like, eh, he's not here right now. <laughs> the, the 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 way they presented the situation because obviously we haven't seen the movie yet, but the way they presented the situation, like, kind of looked like this is a good training wheel situation for like the next hero. Yeah, because it's a guy from like another multiverse that doesn't seem anywhere near like the threat level of Thanos or Ultron. So yeah, like, let's give it to this kid, see how he does. You know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I feel like well, they probably think they're going there to clean things up. Yeah. Rather than like fight a big bad guy like and, Mysterio. Well, and also supposedly Mysterio is the hero, so that in their heads they're probably thinking like he's just going to help mm-hmm. someone who's already like a super powered hero or something, you know? Yeah. So I, don't I know. like story wise, like I love. Well, I love like the casting of Holland and then even the characters. I wish it was just a little bit more like the original comics and mm. even the, and the original mm. Ram- Raimi couple. The okay. first two that I liked, the third one not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wish it was a little bit more uh, closer to that, but I understand also the reasoning for them to kind of like be different because we've had so many Spider-Mans. Yeah, I get it. it. Cool. You want to end it out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, goodbye, guys. (laughs) 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 Yeah, uh, thanks for sticking around. If you've listened to it this far, you've made it. You've made it, my friend. Um. Make sure to check out all of our thingies, socials, whatever you call them. There's lots of music videos uh, of all kinds of different kinds of formats and and beautiful things. Check them out, please. I'm sure you can find all the social or all our socials down in the comment section, or not the comment section, the uh, the uh, the part of the description. The, the, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I post him down there. And uh, looking forward to next episode actually uh we have lots of more things to talk about because news is popping these days folks that it is we are not anywhere near dry on the well yeah i kind of wonder i wonder if it's going to keep going i think they're doing a good job so far and uh i don't know we got a lot more to look forward to so uh we'll see you next time on yellow spandex and the transmission